What's up, Hawks fans? Welcome to another episode of Sweater Weather, a Chicago Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke, joined by... What's up? <clears throat> Alright, so let's get right into it. Um, uh, today is uh, Saturday, November 23rd. The Hawks are prepping uh, for a game in Dallas. Uh, the last two games against the Hurricanes and the Lightning, the, uh, they both lost... Um, both, I believe, wo- I believe one goal games if you take out the empty netters. Yep. Um, pretty close, uh, and good teams at that. So not really horrible losses, I think. Um, uh, the there was a narrative going around the Lightning game uh, because Colton chose to ice uh, eleven forwards and seven defensemen. Uh, this tactic has notoriously backfired on Calton and uh, Quinville in the past. Uh, it never works, and for some reason, uh, both coaches continue to try to do this. Um, <clears throat> when asked afterwards, uh, Jonathan Taves had to say, I don't know, I mean, things were going pretty good with the four lines and the lineup that we had. You have to ask the coaches on that one. So I kind of got the impression that he maybe wasn't super happy about it, the... Uh, going with 11 forwards on that one. Now, before you go on to the Colleton one, but um, who, who was benched? Um, or scratched, not benched. Uh, Kubelik. Kub- okay. Yeah, uh, Kubelik was in, uh, Kuku was, or uh, Kubelik was out, Kuku was in. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I get, I get the impression that maybe Taves and who knows maybe some of the other guys they they weren't super happy about the decision and of course you know you're not going to put your coach on blast on you know in front of the media but uh just kind of reading between the tea leaves there it sounds like uh like Taves would have preferred to have stuck with the lines that they were rolling before uh Colleton when asked about it said quote we wanted to get Cuckoo in it's his old team I think it was the right thing to do Kaner's playing really well. Opportunity to give him a little bit more. Ultimately, I don't think we had enough guys going up front. <clears throat> so it sounds like he knew his plan backfired afterwards. Um, with that. I don't know. I don't know that I take that from that quote. Um, uh, I mean, it's. I guess it's nice that he got Cuckoo in against the lightning it's i don't feel like you really need to do that maybe if you're maybe if he's in tampa and it's their first game back it's his first game against tampa and you know they're in tampa then they get to do the whole welcome back slater thing on the on the scoreboard and a little video trivia i don't even know if he had a a big enough impact on that organization to warrant one of those welcome back montages It, it it seems like a silly move, and rather, I I don't know, if if you really do want to play Cuckoo against his old team, then, you know, maybe maybe scratch somebody, maybe scratch another defenseman and keep Kubelik in. Now, granted, uh, uh, Colleton, I don't have the quote here, but Colin also said that uh, he wasn't super happy with Kubelik's play away from the puck in recent games, so, I mean, I guess... That's fair, but you know, there's there's other forwards you can like call up from Rockford or something. If you, I think it's too much. I don't know. I, I don't want to overthink this one game or put too much weight on this, but uh, it, it, you know, it was kind of a silly 
reason to do it. And we were playing a, a lightning team that was without, uh, that was without Nikita Kucherov. Uh, we were playing their backup, Curtis McElhaney. And then, um, you know, obviously we could have predicted this uh, beforehand, but they were playing without Steven Stamkos for the last two periods. So, you know, we really had an opportunity to capitalize on this one and walk away with two points and, or at least one point, and we failed to do so. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it's going back onto just like the Carolina game, like that game was frustrating as hell for the first 50 minutes to watch. Yeah. But yeah. like even being there in person, like it was just insane. Like the UC was so quiet for most of the game up until the Hawks turned it on in the ten, like final 10 minutes of the period, third period. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was not good hockey for the first forty five or fifty minutes of that game. Um, that tra- they that trap defense. Yeah, they made it interesting late, but it it wasn't it wasn't enough. Um, and but I mean, you know, Carolina's a good team. I'm not gonna put too much weight on that one game either. Uh, they they've got great defense and they can score a lot of goals. Goaltending's maybe their only like major hole, but. Uh yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm I'm more interested to see what this next couple of games is going to look like. Uh cuz the next next four games we're in Dallas versus Dallas, uh versus Colorado, at Colorado, and then versus St. Louis. Okay. So five so, divisional games right next to each other. Yeah. I mean, we had the um, the Carolina Tampa game sandwiched between was it Vegas, Nashville, and then more divisional mm-hmm. after that? So, um, and then uh, the big news in the hockey world this week is that uh, Mike Babcock was fired as uh, head coach from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, do you think the Blackhawks should meet with him? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Especially with all the stories that all of a sudden have been coming out, how that lo- Toronto locker room apparently all hated him for mm-hmm. the most part. <clears throat> to have players talking shit about him, like immediately after being fired, tells you just how bad it was in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Mike Commodore has been going on a tirade on Twitter uh, it, about uh, Babcock and just. Just, just go look at his timeline. Seriously, it, <laughs> it is relentless. Just the past couple of days, just. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna recite his tweets here, but, but you should go, you should go look at it. And um, there was a, there's a tweet today from uh, Mark Fraser, uh, kind of echoing the sentiments of, uh, of uh, Commodore, saying that. You know, he was a little. Uh, Frazier was a little bit more eloquent in his uh, in his message than Commodore was, but he basically said that uh, Babcock has really not been kind to a lot of his players over the years. You know, um, like just like uh, making ad hominem attacks, scratching guys who didn't deserve to be scratched, like sometimes like ruining the careers of of perfectly fine players because of some kind of personal vendetta. Uh, and it sounds like he's really not well liked around the league. And uh, uh, based on, based you know, just anecdotally, what I've heard from various 
uh, beat writers and whatnot. They've talked to sources, and, they, and not a lot of people really seem like they're on the uh, the Babcock wagon here. So yeah, and one of the things too that like with that that I read too is how and you see it with a lot of older coaches like it was kind of with Q too favoring the veterans over the younger players. Yeah. Yeah, Q Q was uh obviously, you know, his Q's accolades are well documented, but he he still had some flaws. Like he really did uh, you know, you'd see in those last couple of seasons coaching with the Hawks, he would, you know, it'd be a big moment in the game. Like we're down a goal late in the third and he would, he'd put Keith and Seabrook out there and, you know, fucking guys like, uh, I said, fuck, now we have to make it. Well, I already swore too, so. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I assume I get, I get more advertiser offers when I don't, uh, when I don't swear, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, he would put, you know, these older guys who really are not, you know, ideal for those situations out there. Whereas, you know, like when Carlton came in, he would he would take guys like um uh like he's he's the one who really gave uh, Eric Gustafson a chance for the first time. Um he would take guys like uh I want to say I want to say Dennis Gilbert and like um uh who's the who's the big dude that I think we traded? Last name starts with an M been a lot of time in Rockford. Oh, I don't remember. I, I don't know. It's on the tip of my tongue. Maybe someone out there is screaming into their car radio right now. But uh, yeah, he, he gave some of those some of those younger guys, some of those bottom six guys a chance, uh, you know, in those late game down a goal situations. Um, Except <clears throat> Yoki Haru. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's weird. Uh, Q loved Yoki Haru. Colleton did not. Uh, you know, we all thought that Yoki Haru was playing pretty well, and I don't know something something behind the scenes, I guess, was keeping him out of the lineup because Colleton would you know put him in a third pairing role, and then they sent him to Rockford, and then they they sent him to World Juniors, and then then they traded him, and just I don't know. There's there's something something about him that Colleton didn't like, but even though uh, Quenville did, um. Yeah, I guess uh, let's, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back and we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about Drake Jula. We're going to talk about uh, Patrick Kane's point streak. We're going to talk about a trade that the Hawks made, and uh, we're going to talk about Samarian Hosa. Okay, so uh, moving on, some more news here. Uh, Drake Jula, uh, the Hawks announced today, has been placed on injured reserve retroactive to November tenth. Uh, prior to this, he was in concussion protocol. Uh, I kind of, I, I miss having him in the lineup. He's, he's a guy who, you know, he's not super productive, but he brings a lot of energy and a lot of, uh, a lot of grit. Um, I think it's just, just, you know, the kind of player that we want, you know, out on the ice every couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty significant loss for the Hawks, I think. Yeah. It's not like losing Patrick Kane or something, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's, It'll be good to have him back once he uh, once he's feeling better. <clears throat> uh, Patrick Kane has officially extended his uh, point streak to eleven games. Uh, he assisted on Dylan Strom's goal, I believe, against the Lightning on Thursday. Um, let's see. Patrick Kane currently holds the two longest point streaks by an American player. 
Uh, the first one was during that 15-16 season when he was playing on the line with Panarin. The second one was last year. I don't remember exactly what they were, but there was something like 27 games and 23 games or something like that. Very impressive. Let's see if he can reach that again. Maybe uh, maybe he'll get the top three. <clears throat> I think that would be pretty impressive. Um, the Hawks did make a minor league trade earlier this week. They traded... Uh, they acquired Joseph Cramarosa, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, uh, from Pittsburgh in exchange for forward Graham Knott. Uh, this is just a minor league trade. I wouldn't, you know, get too excited about this. Graham Knott, I guess, kind of struggled to really break out in the Hawks system. So, you know, probably just one of those trade change of scenery trades that maybe results in somebody getting a better forward than they had. <clears throat> Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Marion Hosa will reportedly be eligible for induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame as soon as 2020. Uh, and the the thing that makes this newsworthy is that he's still under contract with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I think it's 22-23 think, season, I, I think. think um, let's see, the season he retired... The season he retired, he had four years left. That was going into 17-18. So, uh, after next season, after next season, he will officially be able to retire without uh, risking the um, the cap recapture penalty for the Blackhawks. Uh, not that we really need to worry about that. I mean, it's he's still getting a million dollars a year. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and I guess the reason that he's eligible is because even though he's not officially retired, he has not played a game in three years. Or he will not have played a game in three years. And three years is like the 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 threshold for um, Hall of Fame eligibility. Yeah, and he's made it clear that, that he's not coming back either, so... Mm-hmm. I wonder... I wonder if there would be any repercussions if they did induct him into the Hockey Hall of Fame and then he came back. I mean, it's not going to, but theoretically, hypothetically, if he did, I wonder if, although, um, uh, what's his name? The fucking commissioner guy. Um, Batman. Batman. Gary Batman. Gary Batman's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he's still active, which was stupid then, and it's still stupid, because, you know, he's not done writing his legacy. He could go and, you know, come out as a Nazi sympathizer tomorrow, and... <laughs> Set the salary cap to fourteen dollars or something. I don't know, something stupid. I I think it's different for like managers and like mm-hmm. executives and stuff like that. Yeah, because I think David Stern, like of the NBA, was in the NBA Hall of in the Basketball Hall of Fame mm-hmm. before he retired. So okay, yeah, yeah, because Batman was inducted as a builder. Which is obviously different than being inducted as a player. Oh, by the way, just completely off topic. Um, Kane's point streak last season was twenty games. Okay. Do you remember what the fifteen sixteen point streak was? Twenty six. Twenty six. I was in the ballpark. So twenty six and twenty. And I said twenty seven and twenty three, but yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's halfway to that second one. Uh, do you know? Do you know what the third place one is? The one that's not Patrick Kane? 
Um, if it's going to take you a minute, then don't worry about it. Um, well, we know Gretzky, I think, has the longest. By an American player. Oh, is it really? Well, uh, Patrick Kane has the two longest by an American player. Right. Uh, if you, oh, the American. Okay. Yeah, American. if you remove that stipulation, then I think Kane's not even close to guys like Gretzky and Lemieux. And Actually, he's not too far off. He's 11th in all-time point streaks. Yeah, he's never going to catch Gretzky's record. Oh, God, no. I think 51. Yeah. No. 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 Uh, Gretzky was... Obviously, not only is he, like, the greatest player to ever play the game, but he's uh, he played during an era where scoring was more prominent. So. Yeah. So, had Kane even managed... So, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10th all finished with 28 point streaks. So... Hmm. It was possible that he could have so he matched could, it. So he could theoretically get to 29 and jump up a couple of places. Yep. And if he, if he breaks 30, he'd be tied for fourth. So it's, it's, possible. Po- it's possible. I could see him doing it if he, uh, if he stays as hot as he has been. Um, but yeah, so we could see, we could see Marion Hosa in the Hockey Hall of Fame as soon as next year. Which uh, I think is what happened with Chris Pronger. Chris Pronger, of course, did not uh, officially retire right away. His contract, he was still under contract with the Flyers and I think the Coyotes Mm -hmm. for uh, some years before he officially retired. And he was, I think he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Is he a Hall of Famer? I I think he is. I think it was the 15-16 season that he got inducted or something like that. Yeah, and he was eligible not because he had been retired for three years, but because he hadn't played in three years. Yeah. So, same role. Uh, and Hosa absolutely deserves to be a first ballot oh, yeah. inductee. He, he's easily going to be a first ballot. Mm-hmm. By the way, best free agent signing in Chicago sports history, I think. <clears throat> uh, some Cubs fans might say it was John Lester, but I'm, I'm thinking no, Marion Hosa. I, I agree. Plus, Lester's, Three titles. Lester's up there, but I, I think... I mean, Lester brought one. I mean... Helped bring one. Not by himself. Whereas with Hosa, Hosa helped get three, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely a much better signing, the Hosa signing. Now, I think I think Hosa was injured when they signed him. And he, yes. he joined the team halfway through the 09-2010 season. Yep. And... The Hawks, who were already a good team, were they just ascended to a new level once he once he joined the team midseason. Yeah. So. And then the rest is history, as you guys know. Yeah. And then, and then of course in uh, seventeen eighteen, once he retired, it's I, I can't help but feel like that's a a huge part of the reason that we missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Crow's health was a, a huge factor too, but like. We just we just have not been able to get the like that mojo. He just he just brought this immense value, and he he only had a cap hit of like five million dollars or something like that. So uh, mostly because of that like twelve year contract, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So we really need uh, we really need another Hosa. Uh, anyway, that's all we got for this week. Uh, the Hawks are like I said, they're playing in Dallas in a couple hours. By the time you listen to this, you'll probably already know how that game turned out. Hopefully, we won. Uh, but we will we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.